you want to introduce Kristen? Heck no, I don't. This ain't my movie. <laughs> you don't Even introduce what it is movie. your movie. I don't like doing it. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to All Take 3, a movie treasure hunt. I am one of your co-hosts today. I am Jacob. Um, with me as always are my two very favorite people who live at their address. Um, <laughs> my beautiful sister-in-law, Kristen. Hello. <laughs> and then, of course, the uh, one who looks similar to both my father and mother, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. I mean, I have always co- wanted to look like your mother and father. <laughs> it's, it's a weird combination, you know. Not quite like me, but kind of like me. So, I always, um, especially when you were a little younger and you didn't have the facial hair and stuff, I always thought you looked a lot like mom. You yeah. guys do, yeah. He looks like your mom, and you look like your dad, like a lot. A lot. Like, yeah. yeah, back before I had facial hair, you know, when I was two and a half. Yep. <laughs> I had a full beard by three. So I'm thinking, like, back when you had your. Um, original um, face yeah and then yeah. or even afterwards and you had remember when you had the uh black hair yeah i it had was... i i had my original face back then oh did you okay yeah uh for those listening who are confused by what that means um, he was involved he, in like a face-off thing yeah with john travolta <laughs> and, um um oh god who's the other guy in the movie john is travolta it nick cage nicholas cage yeah nick, nick cage yep and I, uh, I was neither of them, but I was in it. I was, the, like, I, I, was the, I was the third I guy. Face off. Who did you switch with? <laughs> the mirror. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker! I'm taking that beautiful face. Uh, yeah. Wait, wouldn't that have just been your face? As it was. Yeah. Yeah. I flipped it around. It's a mirror. Oh, it's inverted. Listen? Yeah. Oh. No, not inverted. What is it? Inverted. It's, yeah, it's inverted. Inverted. Okay. Yeah. I used the inverted filter and made myself gorgeous. I see. Um, Smart. Yeah, but for those listening, uh, I had a I had a, a a jaw surgery that moved my jaw forward, and I am now cute. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I can't say you're welcome again. <laughs> uh, all right. So for this week, uh, Alex has chosen the movie. The theme, of course, if you have not joined us previously, uh, we are doing movies from the year you are born. We started with, uh, this is my theme, so we started with my movie, which was, uh, which you can go back and listen to, but it was uh, from 1993, Dazed and Confused. Um, but we are on 1990, which is Alex's date of birth. And What about 1991? You don't want to talk yeah, about that? I yeah, don't. that was mine. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. It's over with. 1991 was Kristen's movie. We watched Point Break. If you haven't listened to, remember what movie it was. (laughs) I I just finished editing the episode. I can remember the name of it. Um, uh, But if you haven't listened to those previous two episodes, go back and listen to them. And uh, hell, if you haven't listened to any of the episodes, go back and listen to all those either because they're great as well. But we are wrapping up our theme of movies. From the year you were born with 1990. It's a rap party. Hey, we should all applaud when we're done. Yeah. We can get a standing ovation for every person. After each of us says our last line of the episode, we'll 
We'll applaud. It'll be like, it's a wrap on this theme for Jacob. Then we'll clap. I like it. I like it. I like it. We can definitely do that. Um, okay. and then we can, <laughs> but my then we movie. Can, and then is... we can have a. Wait, shut up. We can oh. have a. We can have a <laughs> rap contest after the rap party. Okay. And whoever freestyle? wins. Yeah, freestyle rap contest. And whoever wins has to make the losers a rap, a breakfast rap. I like it. I'm in. Okay, great. Um, okay, go ahead. So my film from the year 1990, the year we had that midterm of George H.W. Bush's only term as president. Right? Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> so the year um, I was born is 1990. The film Goodfellas, directed by Martin Scorsese. Scorsese! Scorsese. Hey! Hey, forget about it! Forget about it. Tario was saying that all day long today because she was hanging out with Mike, and uh, all she every time she hangs out with Mike, she says, "Forget about it." Uh, she 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 called me on the phone earlier today and was just like, "Forget about it." Oh it's funny. Who taught her to say "forget about it"? Mike. Mike says it all the time. <laughs> Mike does he? Yeah. Mike is from New York, and so he sounds like every single person in this movie. And uh, he is always saying like "forget about it," and he's always uh, just making Italian sayings. And he's like, uh, he's like, "Give me the brioche, give me the, give me the gabagool," and you know, he's always just saying like, just things. It's pretty That's funny. funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, directed by Martin Scorsese. Scorsese, okay. Um, starring Ray Liotta in the lead role as Henry Hill. Uh, Robert De Niro. I must have done Downey Jr. Downey Jr. <laughs> but he's not in this. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> Robert De Niro as Jimmy Conway and Joe Pesci as Tommy... DeVito, um, isn't it? Tommy DeVito. Yeah, because... Okay, so backstory on that. I think I remember that because I remember when I was like obsessed with Jersey Boys for a long yeah. time. And there's a character in there named Tommy DeVito. Joe Pesci knew. Oh yeah, it is Tommy. It is Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Wow. So, that yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's Tommy DeVito. That's interesting. That's funny because he was Joe Pesci mm-hmm. was involved with the Four Seasons when they were younger. Yep. Crazy. Um, and then Lorraine Bracco as Karen Hill, um, and the credits go on. But I think those are your four main characters. Um, so this film. Uh, let me just kind of fill y'all in on my history with this film. Uh-oh. My computer wants to restart, so we will say no. <laughs> Oops, I think I hit okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I think it's good. I think it's just telling me that a restart's required. All right. So, <laughs> my history <laughs> with this film uh, goes back not too many years ago. I think like four or five years ago. Um I just uh, found it on Netflix, wanted to watch it, um, and turned it on, and I loved it. That's about it. Were we living <laughs> together when that happened? Yeah. And then was you that, tried. Was that the time when I was trying to leave? Uh-huh. I was going somewhere, and then yeah, I was you... I watched a little bit of it with you, and I ended up staying and watching the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, so this was when I think we had both kids or no, probably just if Isla it was four, yeah, if, yeah, if it was four or five years ago, it so had she to was, have been Isla. Yeah. She was down for a nap, 
and you were like, all right, I'm going to go run to some stores. And I was like, okay, I want to watch this movie. And then you wa- sat and watched the yeah. whole movie. I got sucked into the movie. I wonder why. It's it's not like it's interesting. Right? <laughs> so that's my history. I really enjoyed um, The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street and those other Scorsese movies that were more recent and hadn't you know, done a ton of old older movie watching it took me a long time to become more of a a person who wanted to go back and watch those movies you know so watched it and uh just really liked it so i uh, thought it would be fun to talk about f- since um you know i was looking for a film from 1990 um uh, jacob what's your history then since we caught Kristen's there unless you had yeah. anything else to add Kristen. no what <laughs> <laughs> No, Jake was doing weird arm signals, so I was like, uh, should I talk? Tariel had come in the room. I thought that's what it was. I see. So, no, I was going to say, you kind of let us know your history. Oh, yeah. I think, unless you had anything else to add. I mean, I don't know. I never, I don't think I watched it before that time when I first watched it with you. Um, I've never been really big into, like, gangster movies. Like, you know, those kind of like crime movies. So mm-hmm. I don't think I uh, had ever seen it before, but I know it's a good movie. It's really long. but um, Yeah, I mean, almost any Scorsese movie is probably just a little too long. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really interesting, though. I liked it. I like I was, like one of my favorites. So, yeah, that's it. The end. One of your one of your favorite films. Well, I have a lot of favorite movies, so there's like a there's like a tier of like of she, my favorite movies. So okay, Kristen if has. If you want to see it, you can go look on my letterbox. I kind of have them listed. So the ones um, that are on there, are like my top, top what is it four, right mm-hmm. on letterbox. Those ones are my absolute favorite movies, and then I have like other ones where like I wouldn't mind watching them over again, but. Yeah. And the ones you you wouldn't mind watching over again are considered favorites? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. I like everything. I give, like, a ton of movies five stars on Letterboxd all the time. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I gave uh, Trolls World Tour five stars because it's freaking awesome. I love that I'm pretty sure you gave that Scoob movie, like, five stars. It was amazing. I love Scoob. That was such a cute movie. I love Scoob. You guys are funny. I was going to say that Kristen <laughs> probably has uh, a whole, l- her favorite list is uh, everything that stars Patrick S- Patrick Swayze, and then <laughs> after that, any other movies. Kind of, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my history's a little bit different. Um, my first time watching it was on Thursday. Uh, however, I have I I have heard of this movie. This is this is the kind of movie you've heard of either by name or I've, by seeing it. Exactly. That's that's exactly how. Or or if you're me, you perhaps thought you were gonna watch this movie a long time ago, and you accidentally watched Gangs of New York instead because you thought you were watching this movie. Which I'm not gonna lie to you. When I watched Gangs of New York, when I watched it, I yeah. thought I was watching like the mafia movie that had. Like Wait, the mob movie. When you were watching Gangs of New York, did you think you were watching Gangsters of New York? Yeah. Are and you thinking of Gangs of New York? Because that's set in like 
the 1800s. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, when I first chose it, okay. I thought that's what I was. Gonna, oh, that's what I was turning okay. into. And when I was when I watched it, it was not that. Yeah. No, I trust me. I've seen Gangs of New York. I know what happens. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's very different than this movie. It's, <laughs> but <laughs> when I, but that's I thought that, because I knew it was a Scorsese movie, you know, and I knew it was, I thought it was like, New York, and that's where the mob, you know, the mafia and the mob was. I so, get it, yeah. If yeah, you I just started was, hearing the title. Yeah. So I thought, and then. It's good. They match, right? Gates. New. Fellas. Fellas. Your. New York. Fellas. <laughs> Ellas. Ellas. <laughs> Ellas. Um, no, but I, uh, so I watched this movie on Thursday. I was watching it and i realized that it's a long movie there's a lot happening and being the being a first time watcher i mean that's how a lot of scorsese movies are though is yeah not just the long part but you know he usually has a ton going on in them and i just i just felt immediately that i probably won't be the greatest at talking about the movie for just because i've just seen it one time um and so i'm not going to remember a ton but i'm going to do my best but it's a movie that I think the more you watch it, the more you like. Obviously, the more stuff you're gonna catch, the more you're gonna enjoy it because you're like, oh man, I didn't even realize that. And then this, like, they open up yeah. the movie. Well, like, and it's like, um, you go, you watch it, and you're like, oh man, I don't know where this journey is gonna take this guy. And yeah. then the next time you watch it, you're like, oh wow, I know where things are gonna end up. Now I'm really getting to watch the journey more. Exactly. So. Um, I, like I said, I watched it on Thursday, and then I was worried I wasn't going to remember anything. So I started watching it again today in lieu of this podcast. So I watched the first half, and when they open up, and uh, Henry Hill, you know, is working for the taxi, and then, like, Polly comes out at the very beginning, I'm like, oh, man, that's Polly! <laughs> I got all excited. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that. I was like, I didn't realize I was Polly. I know, all the characters are there pretty much from the like, beginning. Like, right from the beginning. And, you know, it's just... Yeah, so it's. I think this is one of those movies that you know it's amazing on first watch, but you get even more out of it and more the more you watch it. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit ab- about the film itself. So this is a a movie based on a true story. So this is um, about the life of Henry Hill, mm-hmm. uh, who Ray Liotta plays the main character in the film, who is part of. Uh, the mob uh, work he works for the mob and tells his story from like the 50s up through the 80s early 80s i think and um it's they took the story from a book that um this author wrote uh, the book was called wise guy um the author nicholas plaggy if i'm pronouncing that right and he uh, just documented pretty much did it as a non-fiction telling of Henry Hill's story and and that's you know everyone he was involved with. Um, one thing that I found that was interesting is before they started filming, they gave Henry Hill the real Henry Hill Hill four hundred eighty thousand dollars two weeks in advance before the filming of the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm sure they must have because they used his real name yeah, his and everything. Real name. Yeah, they had to. I bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some really interesting stuff with this movie. It was something that, um, you know, when Scorsese 
uh, read. He was just really fascinated and drawn to it and wanted to, to make a film. Um, and his, after reading the book, Scorsese, like he wanted to make a film where it was like a gunshot is what he said. So it starts, you know, it starts, um, slow pretty much. Uh, you have the firing of the gun, you know, which is, um, sudden. And then the gunshot all of a sudden, you know, speeds up at the end. So, well, I'll tell you what, a gunshot lasts like half a second this movie is <laughs> two and a half hours I, I mean it more like you have the sudden firing of the gun which is that opening scene the opening when, scene with bats know, they, yeah yeah the guy in, in the trunk and then it just starts off with them <laughs> stabbing well, him and shooting well, him in the trunk no, they the start car. off they start off in I, the car yeah. saying hey what do we got a flat tire like there's course they like they don't know there's a goddamn dead body in the back I know <laughs> Well, that's what's interesting too is you know them talking about that because you don't know that you don't know they you don't they know, know somebody you don't know drunk. that they just came from Joe Pesci's mama's house and just got a <laughs> knife. Yeah, they picked up that huge knife. It's so funny when he just pulls that out at yeah. the beginning just, and you're like, "What the hell does he have this gigantic knife in his coat for?" Well, but, and no, go ahead. I was going to say, but that's the firing of the gun pretty much. And then things slow down as the bullet makes its trajectory um, and then speeds up, you know, when it's about to make contact, which, you know, Henry Hill, that's the story. It's like a snowball too, you know. Great analogies. What? I'm sorry. Great analogies. Oh, thank you. Um, One of them was Scorsese's analogy, but I'll take snowball. well, I was gonna complain about the uh, the the gun because I don't know if that, how a gun bullet works, but I don't think it slows down in the <laughs> middle and then gets fast at the end. You know what? He actually explained to me how a year works, like a, an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese did? Did he call you up? Yeah, Martin Scorsese, Scorsese did. No, Alex, we were watching some TikTok and it was talking about how like Christmas music like is a like it. It resembles the feeling of falling in love because you just like get that like warm, feel, you know, feeling. yeah. And Alex was like, "Oh my gosh, it's almost Christmas!" And he's like, "We got the summer, and no, it'll it's be fall, June, and then it'll be Christmas also." And I'm like, "Thank you for explaining to me how a year works. <laughs> <laughs> it'll go it fast. Oh, good. It's pretty much October right now. So, oh god. Have you ever heard of a uh, Memorial Day, Alex?" Yeah, Memorial Day. I get three days off this time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But yeah, so the movie really adapted that the book. You you know, took the best parts of it for. Yeah, one thing that I uh, read was that the book was actually like it included a lot of day to day life, including like how they handle their money and how they like wrote it all down and how they you know and how they kind of went to the day-to-day operations and how they work the nightclubs and stuff. So they kind of took all that boring stuff out of it. And uh, he still, you know, they still left a lot of that stuff in there, but not as... Not as much. No, not as much. But still a lot of the, you know, yeah. day-to-day stuff they're doing, but not the super boring stuff. Yeah. And you, like, you got to... Because as the movie goes, goes you kind of get a sense of how they get their money and how they feed their money through, you know, whether right. it's, whether it's buying, uh, running up the debt in the restaurant that they 
that they become partners on or and then just burning the place down yeah. or you know whatever organizing union stuff yeah that. it's all interesting yeah it is for sure the um and then the casting was really interesting cuz they got De Niro cast as Conway which was he was able to get more funding for the film well i heard that's how they got the funding cuz the yeah. funding wasn't very much the funding was only like 25 million right yeah not a ton and then the the box office is tiny. It's only forty seven point one million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and this like, is like probably his most. Well I don't want to say most well known film, but it's definitely ta- his best. Taxi, I would say it's his best film. I think it's considered one of this one in Raging Bull. It's hard to say, but, but I think I Raging think Bull is, is like fallen out of the light of yeah, it has. yeah. So. And Taxi Driver 2 is one that he's well-known for. But I think this is the one that – this is probably his peak. Well, until he makes Shutter Island. <laughs> um, I don't I don't much care for that movie. To, as I, love Sh- I, I, love Shutter, I love Shutter Island. It, this is definitely a better movie than Shutter Island, but I love Shutter Island. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh, gosh. I – I watched that movie like twice, and then I bought the book and read the book twice. Oh god, it's crazy! Yeah. It's an interesting concept for a movie, and uh, it's not that good though. <laughs> Jacob hey, would probably be a better one to convince you to watch it. I uh, I don't know if I can convince anybody to do anything, but if you uh, if you like movies that have a kind of twist and make you think and make you wonder and kind of and have a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense in it uh, th- that'll be a time i don't i'm not sure what you're referring to <laughs> um, i'm talking about all the weird wife stuff what are you talking about that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me man he's a crazy guy who his he killed his wife and kids and he's I locked up. I don't like. I don't like it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh well. Oh yeah, you just spoiled the movie for Kristen. That's oh, okay. I'm sorry. I knew what happened? <laughs> oh, okay, Kristen. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize that you. Didn't <laughs> you totally I just said you didn't said watch it. That. Yeah, it's okay though. So I know sorry. what happens. I already looked at the synopsis. So. Okay. See, I figured. Probably looking it up right now. No, I'm not. I'm looking through trivia. <laughs> oh, okay. movie. Um. So. Real quick, uh, some other interesting stuff. Um, Scorsese really wanted to cast Ray Liotta in the film as mm-hmm. Henry Hill based on his performance in the film Something Wild. He was just like, just had so much energy in that film. <clears throat> but the studio really didn't want that. They wanted him to cast a well-known actor. Um, I saw a rumor that it was supposed to, no, not a rumor, but uh, was it Ray Liotta? That said, it they would have liked to, they would have rather had Eddie Murphy or is that what I you're think saying? that's I think he's being sarcastic like oh is he okay I think I was so low on their list they would have rather have had Eddie Murphy than me gotcha I I know I saw a quote somewhere yeah yep that's on here and then you know a lot of these actors took their job very seriously in studying for it like De Niro uh, like he talked to Hill several times a day um, according to. Uh, some information on the production of the film to just find out stuff about his character. Like mm, simple cool. stuff like the way he walked, the way he held his cigarette and, and just stuff like that. Um, 
and then Leota w- would just listen to FBI tapes of Hill talking and stuff where he could pick up on his the way he spoke um, and just, you know, the type of language he used. And then Lorraine Bracco tried to uh, get in close and just spend time with like a, a mob wife, but it was like impossible to like, they're so just like in this film, they're so tight knit. It's you don't get close to them besides kind of what the cast did for this film. Um, Scorsese had some really specific stuff he wanted to do, especially as Henry later in the film, you know, gets involved in like the drugs and the cocaine and everything. Like he really wanted to um, shoot that, you know, that, as the film goes on, those sequences is very kind of quick and jittery and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like the effects of cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then something else I found really interesting with this film is as they did their rehearsals and stuff, um, they Scorsese just let them ad lib and improv mm-hmm. a lot of their dialogue. And then when he got the final script together, anything that he like really enjoyed out of it, he would take and put in the final script that they used when filming. So like one of the big things was um, Joe Pesci, the, the scene when he does the, Oh, you think I'm funny? Funny how? Yeah. No, no. You tell me how I'm funny. Um, That whole thing happened to Joe Pesci when he was working as a waiter, Um, a mob guy uh, uh, was telling a story and he's like, Oh, you're funny as the waiter. And the guy did that to him. And so he used it in the film um, wow. during the rehearsal. And so Scorsese wrote it in. That's one of the most famous scenes probably from this whole movie. Yeah. And it's so, awesome. so good. Cool. Um, so that's some of the interesting background stuff. I got, I got one interesting fact that needs to be included. Because okay. it's something that we on the podcast are keeping track of. If you forgot. This movie... Similar to another movie we recorded, I talked about, is... Wait, let me guess. Yeah. Um, it's set in the past. No. It was no. selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the United States <laughs> Library of Congress. Oh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. No, we were saying that. I wonder if it was in there. We were saying it's probably not. It was actually... Um, <laughs> Wait, too long for the things for everything. No, it was not that one oh, either. Shit. Wait, let me, let me guess. Point Break. It was not Point Break. Wait, okay. Strangers in Fiction. No. What other films did we talk about? Oh, I'll I give know. you a American hint. Graffiti. Yes, American Graffiti was uh... it. Yep. I'm surprised Days and Confused isn't in there. Are you it sure it's not? Be. I, I don't know if it is or not. I didn't, it wasn't on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, and this one got selected a pretty quick turnaround. It was in the year 2000. So yeah. it was only only out 10 years. Oh, one other thing we should probably mention. This film was nominated for six Academy Awards, yep. including Best Picture and Best Director, and uh, some others as well. And Joe Pesci actually won for this movie, for this movie as uh, Best Supporting Actor. Okay, hold on. I gotta figure this out real quick though. What won in Best Picture that best year? Best picture that year, yeah. What year was it? It was nineteen let's see. Excuse me, sorry. What what year was it? What year did this come out? Ninety what and so it would have been the ninety one or the ninety um Just find the year here I'm looking. I'm gonna 
I'm looking through Wikipedia, which will tell me which films okay, were I, I already, nominated. I already found it. It's, Dances um, with, with Dances Wolves. With wolves yeah. Godfather Part 3 was nominated. Ghost and Awakenings was also nominated. Awakenings. Interesting. Oh, that stars Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. I never even heard of this movie. Me neither. Um, I also... You can tell the studio had a big influence <clears throat> on a lot of this movie's... Um, probably marketing and stuff because robert de, ne- de niro is the center person in the poster and stuff oh yeah ray Liotta's the lead the character. star yeah mm-hmm. which uh yeah that probably had to do do with um the studio but you would assume that i still think i'm still so surprised that it only made 47.1 million dollars that blows me away this is the kind of movie too that i think it had a long life playing on cable and you know, it's probably one that's streamed pretty frequently on Netflix and stuff. Well, it's not on Netflix. You well, it has been before. <laughs> it's on HBO Max right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is the kind of movie that it was a award movie. It did pretty um, decent for an award movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not like a blockbuster or anything. No. I, uh... I uh, agree with that. I I'm really surprised that it didn't win win more awards. It's really uh, it's really good. The cinematography is 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 good in this movie. Um, the costumes are great in this movie. Yeah, there's a uh, awesome. There's so much that's good in this movie. Like you feel like you're in the midst of, you know, mob life in New York. Yeah, in the seventies and eighties and. During that time, exactly, period, like, and they navigate the whole time. Like they update their yeah, looks, as, the, as you the move style forward, of music yeah. that they use in the soundtrack. And even when he goes to uh, at the end, well, when he goes to witness protection, protection, he's living in the suburbs, and they even make him look like he's in the suburbs in like the two thousand or the nineties and stuff. So the two thousands, right. they make it look like he's in the fifth, the future. <laughs> He's got a a hovering skateboard and everything. It's interesting the way they age the people in this movie too. Like, it doesn't. They don't do a ton with Ray Liotta to age him or de-age him. But like De Niro, they give him like gray hair and he starts wearing reading glasses Mm -hmm. all the time. And some of the characters, they yeah um, take those extra steps. De Niro's character was older than Ray Liotta's. Right. And I think um, when they were still young, like he was already kind of in his mid. Yeah, because I wrote that down. That's actually one of my notes. Because um, <clears throat> he says that Jimmy Conway couldn't have been more than twenty-eight or twenty-nine or something like that mm-hmm. when he was like in his like late teens or his early twenties. So I think Jimmy Conway is like ten years older than him. Oh, but it doesn't feel like they that. like portray <laughs> him like way older, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, when they well, when they mention it, and when he becomes in, they speak about him like uh, killing people at sixteen. Right, so he, he had been, you know, in there for a while, so I'm sure that makes you age a little bit. <laughs> true, very true. That's true. Yeah, I, I like the part when Karen and him are like hanging out in their car, making out, and she's like, "He was 21 years old." Like, there's no way this guy is 21 <laughs> <Yeah>. years old. <laughs> he definitely looks like he's uh, in his late 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the kind of thing that 
you know, they wanted to make sure they had actors and didn't want to just have somebody that they had to use for the young periods. And yeah, stuff. and that's a good choice. I know. It. I mean, you just dis, disp- dispend, suspend, suspend your disbelief. Belief. Yeah, there you go for it. Awesome. Words. So, do we want to kind of jump into some of this this film? Yeah, my first note. Okay, I'm not, I'm gonna I'm starting off with the title cards this time, guys. All right. I I hate I hate it. The little little intro credits where it zooms where it zooms past the card and then drive. it gets and then it gets centered. Mm-hmm. No, here's what you do: you sent you you zoom it in, freeze it to center, then you zoom it out. No, it looks bad this way. I hate it. So what's the problem with it this way? It zooms out, then after it's zoomed out, then it comes back and it's just centered. It should zoom in, center, and then zoom back out. Oh, it see. zooms all the way out and then comes back. It's dumb. How about the sound effect? <laughs> yeah, the zo- that's what I'm saying. It's fine, but it, it would have been better if it paused. Wait, what did it do again? It goes... So it- <laughs> <laughs> nice. You should... Uh, <laughs> You should add that to the uh, to the sound effects record that Scott and Paul are making. All right, I'll submit it. Okay. Are they still making that? I don't know. I but haven't heard an update on that. I haven't <laughs> either, but I never heard that it was finished, so they gotta be working <laughs> on it. They spent so much time. Yeah, that was. Um, I had that in my notes. So That's the very first thing. I, but I just I didn't have a, a criticism. I just wrote gar- car drive by titles. <laughs> it was yeah, I I. I saw it and i just got annoyed immediately because i don't know because you're like this is not the way to do it apparently i complained about the title card i am last not a one crook too. i uh a point break i complained about the title card i must not like title cards oh how funny our credit cards oh, credit cards our credit <laughs> you don't like credit, 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 don't like credit cards either <laughs> i don't like credit cards i just uh hey i'll tell you what i uh i am pretty proud of myself because i uh Started this year with an eight thousand dollar credit card, and I am down. I I've paid it down. It's June. It's only got a two thousand left on it, baby. Dang, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Heck yeah. So, sorry, um, that was not relevant. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's impressive. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, along with that, this also started with Iron. Winkler production. And yeah. So I had to look that that up because I'm like I've never heard of this, but this guy like produced a lot he's, of successful films. Yeah. He's uh what, who? Hold on. Uh, so he's, he's produced he's like the, all the Rocky movies. Um, he produced, of course, this one, but also some other Scorsese films like Raging Bull. Well, and what I was gonna say was if you will look up the Academy Award and it says Best Picture, it says nominee Iron Winkler. It doesn't say. Yeah, because it puts the yeah. producer he was at the, the top four for Best Picture. Yeah. So imagine how many he's got. Because be- producers, they don't have an, their own award like director or actor. So producer gets like the billing for a Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then based on True Story pops up too um, in there. So they are telling telling you right away. Um, so yeah, we talked already about the opening scene a little bit, uh, but you know, the way they start it too is, is like, I like movies that do this where they kind of take, give you a glimpse of what's to come. 
um, by starting somewhere in the middle and then, you know, giving you a, an idea of how things are gonna, gonna process in this story and then start it over. So I like yeah. that. Give you a chance to understand where it's gonna go. Right. So that was good. Um, of course, you gotta, gotta love the line, you know, when he's doing his first monologue and he's like, you know, I, I always wanted to be a gangster. What a thing to want to be when you're a kid. I know. So, some I people mean, want to be firemen. That's what he he was seeing was out on his street, you know, living right across from it. Um, just the the coolness, the aura of the gangster. Yeah. Guys who get whatever they want. Yep. And uh, he sees little, uh, what's, what's his name? Tubby? What's his name? Who's runs the Tuddy? Tuddy, yeah. He runs the uh, taxi cab stand or yeah, whatever it is, for Polly. He's getting to drive cattle, park Cadillacs for the uh, for the wise guys. The wise guys. And um, you know, he talked about uh, Polly moved slow, like it was. Um, and you like you mentioned you like I didn't realize that was Polly already. Yeah. There, but he was already, you know, at that point in the story, the the boss, so to speak. So it was like, Polly moves slow, but that's because he didn't have to move for anybody. Yeah, and and he just stands there and he just doesn't say a word. He's just boating. It's just yeah. nice. Yeah, and you can tell he's he's in charge. And everyone shuts up. And uh, um, I like I like my first note is um, obviously uh, Henry Hill gets involved and. Uh, you know his his mom is cool with it. His dad doesn't really know. Um, he gets to do whatever he wants. Basically, well, I don't think his mom knows exactly what he, she what he's no, doing. Yeah, but she doesn't. But there's the part where he's like going to school, and then he comes back, and she's still kind of looking out the window, and she closes it when he comes back. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and um, I kind of thought, uh, you know, that, that's a uh, I don't know if that's a good mom or not, but. I guess it worked out at the end, um, <laughs> but um, my first uh, note was about when they're beating up the mailman because the school letters come because he hasn't come, he hasn't come to school. Well, even even before that, um, I just want to uh, mention, but he the letter does come yeah. that tells their parent his parents that he wasn't coming to school, so his dad beats him, mm-hmm. and he was like in his monologue because he's got you know long monologues throughout this movie and he has a really long one to start ray liotta's character does henry um but he mentioned he's like you know it didn't matter to me because everybody takes a beating sometime and like it was just part of what ha- had to happen for him it's like his his dad was hazing him <laughs> <laughs> i mean his dad it was probably you know some disappointment but i wouldn't be surprised if there was some envy too oh no for sure because his dad was the his dad you know he and they even kind of build it up in in his opening monologue where his his dad went to work and he has these kids and he's you know he's almost like he's not satisfied with his life you know um like i need to beat my kids yeah type of stuff because he's not he's not providing the best life type of stuff and definitely some envy when you're when you're what is like 14 year old kid 15 year old kid is making more money than you are yeah no kidding and he's probably working a lot um easier yeah job probably so yeah he's 
um, if you want to jump into that, he isn't going to school at yeah, all. He's, just he's not going to school at all. And so uh, he gets a letter, he gets beat, and then uh, he goes to he goes to Tutty and everybody and they're like, show us who it is. And he's like, not that guy, not, not that guy. And he's like, it's that guy. And so they, they get the mailman who delivers letters to the house and yeah. they... Uh, they mob style intimidate him, and even Polly is there as they, uh, as as they uh, shove him in the oven and say, "Don't you ever deliver a letter from from the truant's office or the school ever to the house again?" And they never received mail, and so the mom had to go to the po- go to the post office and file a complaint. <laughs> yeah, they I don't blame mail him. Altogether. I wouldn't deliver anything. Like, yeah. why risk it? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 risk it, no biscuit, baby. Ah, and I love biscuits. And gravy, <laughs> and then it like you know talks about um, some interesting stuff. The way he phrases, like you can hear his uh, admiration for gangsters and the mob and everything, because he talks about you know they do things like they did it in the old country. Only now here in America, with the you know the old country being for the mob, the Italy, Italy, yeah, or Sicily or whatever. Well, and that was one of the things that the reason his mom let him go is because Polly was the closest to, or from the same town in right. Italy that she was. That's true. Like that. Yeah. So she probably was kind of more in the know. Probably of what he was doing. Yeah, I thought she was when I wa- and I didn't catch that until I watched it again t- this morning. Like I said, yeah, um, I that's how I caught some of the stuff. What do you think, Kristen? Oh. Um, I mean, I can kind of see how she would be like kind of okay about that, you know, like with him hanging around them and stuff, because like you could take like, um, Tommy's mom, like she, oh yeah, like congratulated her son and everything when he was finding out he was going to be made and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, and she's like, I'm so proud of you, you know, like, like it was like a thing that like. Like, they didn't want them to be a part of, but since they were a part of it, they were proud of them. You know, like, because that was a whole part of the, like, being part of that family. Yeah. Having that protection and, like, you know, being, just being a whole part of it. And I can see how Henry's mom would be kind of okay with it, but I feel like she kind of had her reservations on it because she was worried for her son, but also because of her husband. And I think that's something that gets lost in this movie a lot is not only is it like this mob movie, whatever, but there's so much f- tradition and family and like heritage and stuff going on like throughout. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting how much is involved that is like background, but it's so important and it gets kind of lost. Right. And, you know, along with that, too, he talks about like because he he does have that admiration. He wants to be a gangster. He, you know, when he talks about the things that they do for the neighborhood, like the, these guys are here providing protection for the wise guys, for, you know, for everybody who who can't get it. And, you know, he really phrases it in his narration, you know, like we are the the heroes pretty much. Well, he like even like said that their group or like their family is like a police department for wise guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because if anybody had a problem, they'd come to them, you know, and even the police. It's It's, um, because you know this this movie came out in ninety, and like we were talking about, Godfather three came out at the same time. But the first two Godfathers were like, you know, gosh, almost twenty years before this, and those were like such huge gangster, 
films and there's so much like you you know that that really was the way things were because it's the same story in the godfather you know where these people were protecting people and people did come to like um veto in the godfather like for help uh i've never seen the godfather man i just watched them recently for the first time and they're so good i uh i i didn't listen to the filmoscopy episodes on them because i didn't watch it and i didn't it's one of those things that i'm like okay shout out to uh to our friends at the podcast filmoscopy shout out Um, filmoscopy they they cover a film um too they're an easy listening podcast like us and uh they did the godfather and godfather part two recently yeah and if you haven't checked them out alex recently uh uh, guest starred on episode about Mortal Kombat, the new movie that just recently came out, as well as previously uh, Christmas Vacation. So feel free to check those out. Filmoscopy, great podcast, great friends of the show. Um, but I haven't seen those movies, so I didn't watch, listen to those episodes yet. And I was like, ah. And it's it's kind of one of those movies that I want to see because um, they're like classic movies. But there's once again they're long movies, so it's like you have to build yourself up to them almost, you know. And it took me a while to watch Scarface. It was kind of a similar thing, uh, but I eventually got to it, and I'm I know I'm going to do it for Godfather. So, yeah, I um, I watched both Godfather and Godfather Part Two. I watched like half of each, and then watched the other half the next night. It it works, especially Part Two. It even has an intermission. I'll do that. <laughs> um, I also like within this movie too. Um, when he becomes more entrenched with the mob early on too, he, there's like a freeze frame on, on him young. It's kind of like the last one of the last parts you've seen him young. Um, and he's like, talks about how the kids would bring their groceries home, um, for the mom and they mm-hmm. wouldn't park in the driveway anymore, even though they didn't own a car. It's like, it was out of, out of respect. Yeah. That's a badass Is line. Is that before or after he got pinched? This is before. Before, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, introducing J- uh, Jimmy Conway, De Niro's character, they call him the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that must have just been a term that was used a lot, that, you know, with if there was an Irishman or, or somebody not somebody, of Italian yeah, descent. Yeah, he had a lot of Italian. And that was the same same thing with Ray, you know, because they, they had a lot of uh, Irish, so they couldn't Irishman. ever be made. Yeah. Right. So they must have just called them Irishmen. Because you've got this, you've got the film, The Irishman, and it was exactly the same thing where he was um, Robert De Niro's character as The Irishman in that film. As yeah, well. I didn't, I didn't uh, look it up. I was curious. I was going to ask you during the pod: is it, is it, is it the same character? No. So it's just he's involved with the Italian mob family, but he's not Italian. So he, okay, he's you know more Irish. They call him the Irishman. Okay. I wasn't. I I figured, but I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Um, have you seen? You've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Is it good? It's it's good. It's too it's too long again. Too long. It's, like it's like over three, three hours, hours, right? Yeah, that's too much. It's like three hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, that's terrible. But it's good. Like it's really well done. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, my my first note about Jimmy. Go ahead, Kristen. Oh no! Sorry, I was just gonna say during like the young Henry scenes. 
they have like a young Henry and young Tommy meeting each other. Oh yeah, those are like perfect castings for like the younger version. Oh yeah, of, them, of the actors, they, they do. I was like, they look exactly the same. Like it's so crazy. Like that was perfect. And it's really cool that they like they like work together for the sense they're like right in yeah. the get go. Yeah, that's cool. Exactly. It's it's funny though, like young Tommy and young Henry, they're supposed to be like the same age it feels like and then all of a sudden you got joe pesci who definitely feels like at least he's 10, older, 15 yeah. years yeah, older, older than ray liotta yeah <laughs> so that's funny yeah. it reminds me of we watched my cousin Vinny um last month and he's dating um marissa, Mar- tomei. marissa tomei and marissa tomei i'm like gosh, she's gotta be young i looked her up she's like in 28 at the time or maybe even younger and uh, Pesci was like in his late forties. <laughs> Marissa Tomei has still got it going on. You should see her in My Cousin Vinny. I I you just should see her in Seinfeld. I should see her in Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> um, you should but, see her in uh, what's that Steve Carell movie? Oh, Love, Love Crazy Stupid S- Love. Oh, I, ha- stupid I have Love. seen that with uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yep. yeah, I have seen that. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Um, I own that movie on DVD. Um, but didn't didn't mom love uh, my cousin Vinny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Um, that movie's awesome. I had never seen that movie, and it was awesome to watch it. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen movie. it. It was it's very the kind entertaining. Of, it's the kind of movie because I had never actually. I've seen bits and pieces from when mom used to watch it, yeah. but I'd never watched it. And so I knew it was like nominated for Academy Awards and stuff. So I was expecting that kind of movie, but it's straight up just a comedy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent just a comedy. I gotta watch it then. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Um, but my first note on Jimmy is that Jimmy drinks a seven and seven, and I have that on here too. I was like, oh man, it's seven seven. Last time I drank a seven and seven, I jumped out of a car. Oh jeez. <laughs> So, have you sworn off seven and sevens? No, I love seven and sevens. I just haven't. <laughs> I, well, I just why don't really you drink one since then. Well, I don't really drink drink anymore like that. So, yeah, yeah, I I don't go out anymore either. So, well, I mean, no one goes out a ton right now. I guess they're starting to. But that's my first uh, note about Jimmy seven seven. Also, you know, Jimmy two times because he says yes the same but thing even before yeah. that when. Jimmy um, is talking to young Henry, or I think it's young Henry, but he's like, "Here, you gotta always remember these two things: you never rat on your friends, and you always keep your mouth shut." Ooh, he keeps one of those. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't keep it. <laughs> yeah, he breaks. Both I mean, of both them. of those are essentially the same thing, yeah. which is fun. I mean, it shows even more like these two points. It's the same point. Like, yeah. Oh no! Like I think it's two different things because like the Maury guy, he would tell his wife everything, so he didn't keep his mouth shut. Like Jimmy was telling Henry. I too. guess. Th- I guess that's yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's true. Like Kristen. it's two separate things. Like because yeah, I mean even like we talked about um, Tommy's mom knew you know all this stuff, but like even when they were around her in that dinner scene, they were making excuses like oh we hit a deer and that's yeah. why he's all, that's why we're covered in blood like. She she knew that they killed somebody. That's what. Was yeah, going on. like I'm sure she knew. Yeah, but they she didn't tell her. Known. Which that's crazier. <laughs> it's like when um, Henry tells his wife and the kids, like, "Oh, I hit a skunk," and he's cleaning out the trunk of his. Oh car. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got notes about that later, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, 
We can kind of jump around. Okay. A bit. My, so my notes are bad in this two one. Two times but. if you want. Or Jimmy two times. Yeah, Jimmy two times. Uh, I'm going to go get the papers. Go get the papers. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so funny, like, that, that scene, um, all the nicknames that people have. and Yeah. Like, but, every time they talk to somebody, it's not just like, oh, hey, what's going on, man? It's always, hey, I, I did that thing for you. Hey. Do you need me to do this? It's well, they're busy you know, people. There's always something going on with these people. Yeah, and well, and here's one thing about Jimmy Two Times. He doesn't keep two, the two timing thing up. He doesn't keep repeating things throughout the movie. It's during that one scene, and that's it. Oh, really? I don't even yeah. remember seeing him anymore. Oh, is that is that not? Oh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Is Jimmy Two Times not? Which Jimmy person? Two Times is not Jimmy Conway. Oh. Are you thinking they, that's Jimmy Conway? I was thinking that, yeah. I was, th- I yeah, was thinking this. Guy. Okay, because I knew there were multiple, uh, like Marie's and multiple Polly's and multiple. I didn't know there was multiple Jimmys. Yeah, Peter's Polly's and Marie's. Peter's Polly's Marie's. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know Jimmys. <laughs> My bad. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, wants to take Elaine out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, uh, what's Joe Pesci? I can't remember what's his character's name. Tommy. 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 He wants to. He wants to bang abroad. I was gonna say I got a couple things real quick too. Is, um, young Jimmy, uh, not young Jimmy. Now I'm talking Jimmy. <laughs> young Henry, um, gets pinched too. Uh, so I love the part when he's like, "You broke your cherry." <laughs> they yeah, all celebrate. Like all the guys are there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. He was so worried. <laughs> I know. It's like, man, I screwed up. It's like, what? This is you needed this to happen at some point. It's like um, we have this book that Isla likes to read about losing baby teeth. He's like, is my mom gonna be mad or is she gonna be happy that I lost my tooth? <laughs> and of course, the mom's happy. It's a interesting concept. Huh, interesting. I don't know that book. Is that the Baby Shark one? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've read that book with them very much. That's funny. Um. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to mention is that they use a uh, racial slang, uh, very derogatory term in here. Yeah, they a couple times they do. Yeah. Yeah, the Irishman. I was like, uh, wait a second. That, that's not the term, Alex. Yeah, oh. that's not the. Basically, and I and when it happened, I kind of thought uh, every single th- that they probably use this a lot as an excuse to, and that's who they kind of they blame the problems on that, and they get a, they, that like any any black people they get arrested like hey it was that guy, and so they blame the problems on that. Well, it's that's who ha- they use as their fall guys. They say. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that's the feeling I got for sure. I didn't realize that. I didn't hear them say that, but. The feeling I, I got. I forgot that they did when I watched this this time. I was like, oh, I didn't even remember. Yeah, that so Henry that is talking to his wife because his wife is worried. She's like, what if you go to prison? And to Karen. And he's like, you you only go to prison if you want to. Like, yeah. no matter what happens, a um, black guy with a gun or whatever he says is the one who goes. Which is an interesting statement to say after he, when he goes to prison later, you know? Yeah. Did he want to go to prison? I mean, no, they screwed no, up. With that they screwed up, guy. but <laughs> but I mean, that's what it, I mean. It, it's all manipulation between yeah. him and Karen, you know. And eventually, she wants to buy into it though too. Like that's it's a vicious circle for her because she's like, 
she knows she's getting mistreated and stuff, but she finds it attractive. Yeah. Okay, so playing off of that, um, when I first watched this movie, I thought it would be super attractive to be involved with someone like Henry. Like, just because, like, he's so respected, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I can see where Karen would find him attractive and be pulled into his world, you know, like... I don't know. Like, it's just interesting, like, how you find someone attractive like that because they have so much power. Well, going off of that. You said, wait, you said the first time. Did it change for you this time? Well, I'm just saying that, like, you know, she did put up with a lot of shit from Mm -hmm. him, you know, and, like, having to deal with everything. Because she even says in the movie, like, everything was different in that family, you know, like the wives like turn their heads like they uh, all the men had girlfriends and she had to just deal with it you know like she tried to you know be like that's my husband go get your own fight against it yeah yeah exactly but it was it just came down to a thing where she had to accept it because that was a part of how they functioned you know and so like seeing it a second time is kind of like she was self-destructive in that because she was so attracted to Henry that she loved him so much and everything, but since she also put up with all of that stuff, you yeah. know. Well, and I found it. I I I took note on it because it was so weird, and I th- I thought it was so strange how, like, she she mentions uh, that like he was so like she was so attracted to him, and he gave her a gun, and then she was turned on, and so she married him, and then it cuts right to the wedding, and then she he was like yelling at her and beating her and whatever and but mm-hmm. it kind of turned her on so she stayed with him and it's just like okay so your entire character is based on the fact that you get turned on by him being powerful and well, it's, it's like it's little... not even that it's kind of like i don't know like i can kind of see how she gets excitement from when he came to protect her you know she called him when that happened with her neighbor and yeah. he came protected her he went and stood up for her and it it did like it was attractive because he was you know yeah and i don't think it was the like the you know when he threw the lamp at her that that stuff i don't think but it's the power that he yeah like yeah. that's where she's she's and getting it from and she she's gets putting things, up like, with the beating things she didn't have to worry about anything which is, people were helping them like you know like which would be fine but literally she says but he was attractive so like she literally says it's because he's attractive like she blames it on him being attractive it's like okay but it's more than that you know and it's fine it's the writing so, you know it's a lot of stuff but yeah. it just kind of felt it kind of felt one-dimensional when i was watching it and i know there's more to that in reality when i think about it but just the kind of way that it came off when I and first watched it. And I think she was it. the type of person who would have led a different life. You know, I don't think she oh. would have just been somebody's wife and that would have been it. Like, you saw some of her early on before she just kind of succumbs to the the cocaine and everything like that later on, you know. Um, where she seems like she wants to be her own person. She doesn't want to just hang around the mobster wives and stuff but it just it kind of eats away at her yeah and one thing that i and i totally i thought she was going to be a way bigger part of the story and even more so like a a really strong character because of the fact that she shares narration with 
Henry Hill. Yeah. She's the only person who shares narration. Nobody else does. And and it's really interesting that you talk about that. And I, I'm just realizing this now. Like she gets a lot of narration in the first parts of her film, but as she becomes just a thing to him, that goes away. Yeah, and she kind of and she kind of shapes a lot of like the decisions that he makes because at the when she becomes in his life. And mm-hmm. she kind of moves the story along a little bit. And it just kind of felt, when I was watching it the first time, it kind of felt like, okay, a little hollow in like, okay, it's because he's attractive. Like, no, it should be, okay, I see that he has some power and I can be a person in this, you know. I don't know. I felt like yeah. they could have done a little more with it. Yeah, I guess it's more, yeah, more subliminal. Because, like, it is more, like, oh, I found the power attractive. And as it goes on, it is, it's, I think it is that eating away at her, like, okay, I, I'll stay with him just because it is attractive. And then by the end, she's, she's just there. Because she, at the very end, when the witness protection, she doesn't want to do that. She yeah. wants to be on her own. But she's stuck now. Because if she does that, she's going to get killed. And she obviously, oh, or froze. Okay, never mind, we're good. Um. And she obviously divorces him eventually, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm sure she becomes so her own, own I think, woman. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting what you say, though, is, you know, you feel like that stuff isn't there. And I agree it's not, like, overly there. But I think it is. It's just more underneath. Yeah. I could see that. I, uh, I could see, yeah. And she comes out, and she does, like, she has some strong moments. Like, she... When she finds out that he, like, he has a girlfriend, she gets annoyed by it. Like she goes and yells at her and everybody in her building. And, you know, she does some things. But I just think that the reasoning they give is a little hollow. Gotcha. Um, so some, some other stuff that I thought, uh, just noticing, especially this time rewatching, is that diner where they we do hear that um, derogatory term. I think that's the same diner that keeps popping up throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. Where, especially like near the end where Jimmy and Henry meet and he, you know, Jimmy tries to get Henry to go do that job in Florida. It's oh, that, that same, same diner. One? I think, oh, that's I think I so. Well, if that's the case, I wonder if anybody has any ties to it or not, or if they just use it as a cover. Yeah. I'm not sure. Then, uh, the, uh, we got to talk about the Tommy, Tommy scene telling the story, and uh, Ray Liotta's laughing, which is a classic GIF now that people use. Oh yeah, the, uh, like his over like, <laughs> yeah, hack hackling, yeah. heckling, hackling. I can't. It's so it's so over the top, but yeah, like he's probably he's probably really laughing. Like he probably does think Tommy's funny, but it's obviously put on for him too yeah and my first my my note about this scene and this is gonna age me guys obviously i didn't see this movie before you know i know who mm-hmm. i know who joe pesci is but okay my note is hey it's the guy from home alone <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so let's i know we're not gonna probably hit every scene so i just want to talk about tommy a little bit because his character is, it's pretty. Is honestly kind of scary. He is scary. He's, he's, he's a, a loose a, cannon. He's That's a, what he's, I wrote. He has a hot fuse. Yeah. 
He's yeah. Like, anything you and that's say. That's exactly what they do with that scene is show that. Yeah. The, and because he's telling that story and then he gets mad. And he's obviously got an insecurity complex of some sort. Probably not whether it's because he's short or whatever it is, you know. Because um, when Bats says something to him, like he freaks out, you know. Anytime anybody says something to him or insults him or makes him feel less than, he freaks out. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, Bats, what Bats does to him is pretty Yeah, it's fucked rude. up. Because <laughs> he yeah. tells him to go get his fucking shine box. Yeah, super rude. But it's pretty crazy to me that Jimmy just goes along with it. But, I mean, you kind of realize why later when you find out that Tommy's about to be made and how happy Jimmy is. Like, he is uh, 100% in on Jimmy or 100% in on Tommy to take yeah. him to the promised land pretty much. And Tommy obviously is full-blooded Italian, so he could uh, he could move move more in the world than uh, mm-hmm. than. Uh, Henry Jimmy or can. Jimmy could, yeah, because they're Irish. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the scene with Tommy shooting Spider. Oh, later on, yeah, yeah. That's talk crazy. More, a little bit more about Tommy, and like even and uh, at that point when Jimmy's egging him on, and Jimmy's like, "Ah, I can't believe you did that, Tommy." Like, I feel like Jimmy would have known what Tommy would do <laughs> by then. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, I, that was kind of my note was like, why are these guys like egging him on? They know Tommy. Like he's yeah. obviously going to go to the edge, like past the edge. Like he freaking kills someone and it's because they were like egging him on and like teasing him and stuff. And well, and they should definitely know because somebody's egging him on and somebody, and he killed somebody who was a made person that you can't touch. And you're just, of course you're gonna, he's gonna get annoyed by somebody who doesn't mean anything, you know. And yeah. I I read something that uh, Joe Pesci had, had had a little bit of trouble at the beginning of filming that scene because it kind of uh, it kind of felt felt a little too much to him. You okay, Chris? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go get a drink too while he's gone. I'll be right. Oh no, where'd Jacob go? Who's Jacob? Sorry, I was wanting you guys to keep going. Oh no, he went to go get something to drink too. Oh, okay. These iced tea lemonades, or these iced tea lemon ones are really good. And then the peach one that I was drinking before is really good too. The strawberry ones are gross. I don't like those ones. You said that earlier and then I said something to you. You said they're okay. (laughs) The strawberry ones, it's because I'm used to drinking sparkling waters. And those ones, you just drink. Like, you don't taste it. You just drink it. Like, Sorry, Jacob. I was uh, trying to let you keep going. <laughs> I was done. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I guess we can jump kind of back into some of our notes here. How about the uh, the restaurant then that they, they end up purchasing – pretty much yeah. like getting P- Polly in as a partner yeah. and then they just run that restaurant dry. Like it, yeah, they shows, say, uh, they don't care about anything but the money. They say it's a scheme. You buy something for, for, for the full price and you sell it for half price. And then you bring it in the front door, sell it out the back door. And then once the debt is risen up all the way, you burn the place down. Yeah. And they say they, he's like, it's all profit. Yeah. It's all profit. All it, 
is for them. Um, that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, my uh, let me see. My oh. next thing is about when when Tommy wants to he wants to bang that broad, and so he makes a yeah. what's his face go on a Henry Hill go on a date, and then uh, obviously it's interesting how they switch switch narrators at that at that dinner. And so you obviously know that right. uh, she's going to be a, a part of it. Like, she's going to be important for some reason, um, despite the yeah. fact that that first dinner isn't anything. And I like when, so the next one, he stands her up, and she makes uh, Tommy go find him. Yeah. And I love her line. She's like, who do you think you are, Frankie Valley? <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so there's another, uh, Tommy DeVito drove heard uh, that say uh, Frankie Valley insult. I think we got a pretty good Jersey <laughs> Boys connection. Um, and so they, yeah, uh, then they go, go to ahead. dinner and they uh, they get a, they sneak in the back of. Uh, so yeah, they the Copacabana, right? Copacabana, yeah. Thank you. I couldn't Cop- think of what it was called. Copacabana. <laughs> so this is. I have two favorite scenes in this movie. Um, this is the first when they go through and then you have that long shot of them navigating the hallways. Oh, uh, yeah. Giving 20 bucks to everybody. everybody. And they go um, to the kitchen. The kitchen, coming out, getting the table. They, they bring the, their own table for him at to the very front of the stage. With the light and then uh, everybody's like. Uh, saying hi to him and hey yeah. this bottle's from this table right here and she says uh, where do you work again he says construction <laughs> she's like you don't feel like you're in construction <laughs> yeah it's like i'm and the then, uh, union delegate <laughs> that's a pretty good uh pretty smart on the his but i like uh i love the guy who is performing the one-liner guy henny youngman <laughs> yeah he says Take my uh, wife please the doctor gave the guy six months to live he couldn't pay the bill, so I gave him another six months. <laughs> so, um, Henny Youngman is awesome. I actually made – so we've talked about this on here, so people, if you've listened, know. I like to make Sporkle quizzes, and I actually made a Sporkle quiz with Henny Youngman jokes. Wow, I didn't know that. So let me – I'm going to pull that up really quick if you want to vamp for a second. I just want to yeah. a couple of my favorite. Yeah, that was the only uh, that was the only joke I had written down from him, but he had some good ones. So the "Take my wife, please" is like his his you know you're a redneck or whatever oh, okay. you know his tagline. Um, so here's a here's a couple of my favorites. Um, my wife and I got remarried. Our divorce didn't work out. It's a good one. Um, oh. While playing golf today, I hit two good balls. I stepped on a rake. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Oh, and here's... Okay, one more. I miss my wife's cooking as often as I can. It's just good, man. It's just good writing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just clever. It's um definitely, you know, the... Prototype, pro- I bet Rodney Dangerfield modeled oh, yeah. a lot of his stuff after him. So, and obviously, jokes like that are dated about you know the husband-wife relationship back then, but it doesn't mean it can't be funny. 
So uh, how about that Maury's Wig commercial? Maury's Wigs, man. <laughs> that is a hell of a commercial. <laughs> I love him jumping in the water. He's like, yeah, in the matter. pool, yeah. Wet. But it never shows him. <laughs> yeah, he never got into, like his head into the water. Like, <laughs> yeah, because when it shows him talking in the pool, it's dry. <laughs> so he's a con man too, that guy. Even in I his love business. that commercial. It's so it's funny. So funny. He's just got it playing in his store too. Yeah, and then uh, then my my next thing is about them getting married. Uh, Henry Hill and. And uh, I can't, oh, I can't remember her name. Oh my god, Karen. 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 Gosh. Karen. Karen, Karen Filippelli. <laughs> there you go. I remember that. <laughs> she's, she's, um, yeah, but so that my next thing is about them getting married, and man, a mob wedding. Everybody just giving you money, just envelopes of money. Gosh. I know, and you just he's filling a bag up with it. Don't worry about the bag. It's not going to get stolen here. Yeah, nobody would steal it here. So, that's so cool. I want that. That'd be... I mean, there's a lot... And this movie does a good job. Like, it glamorizes the gangster lifestyle early on. Yeah. But, you know, it shows... It's not all it's cracked up to be, obviously. And, you know, this is something I've heard about this movie, and I know... I've heard it on other podcasts that have just referenced it. But people are always criticizing this movie. Like, how could how could anybody like this movie idolizes this Henry Hill guy, you know, who's a terrible person, obviously. But that's I don't think that's what it is at all. I mean, it's obviously them showing his destruction, yeah. you know. Just because it tells somebody's story doesn't mean it idolizes them, you know? Yeah. You know, it has to set up in the best light for it to be entertaining. That's just how the movie business works. Right. And it's tell it's not it's telling it from his point of view. Yeah. So You're not gonna have the you're not gonna have the protagonist be a bad guy. That doesn't make any sense. I mean not to himself uh, at least. Exactly. that's what I mean. You know, and if it yeah he's not gonna be narrating about how shitty of a person he is that doesn't right. make any sense. And this you know, this film definitely feels like when Scorsese made Wolf of Wall Street, he's like, I'm just going to do Scarface or not Scarface. I'm just going to do Goodfellas again, but with Wolf of Wall Street, because that film follows so much of this style. I've only seen part of Wolf of Wall Street and I fell asleep and I never watched it again. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I need to watch I it again. I've seen it once. Yeah, I've seen it twice, I think. It's, it's, it's really good. It's been on my list of like, hey, you should probably watch this movie, and I tried to watch it the first time, and, and it wasn't that it was boring that I fell asleep, it was just really late when I was trying to watch it, and I just haven't yeah. ever like gotten in the mood to turn it back on. It's very much like this film where you know it shows his beginnings, and then his journey, he's narrating it, it the third act is all about where things go bad for him, it's, it's pretty similar. Jonah Hill's in Wolf of Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time, for some reason, every time I think of Jonah Hill and, I don't even, I don't even, I, I always want to watch, um, what is that, Moneyball. I always want to watch Moneyball, Moneyball for some reason. Yeah, I love Moneyball. I don't, I don't know why, I just always want to watch that's it. That's Brad Pitt, not yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. I know, and I, that's why I didn't say, Lee, that's why I didn't say his name. 
I didn't bring it up. Margot Margo Robbie is in Wolf of Wall Street too, and she's pretty hot in that movie. I almost bought a uh, an Oakland A's baseball today at a yard sale from night oh, cool. from nineteen ninety eight. Because I don't really have a baseball team, and I remember after I watched Moneyball, I'm like, you know what, the A's are just gonna be my team. And That's I what I said. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't come up with that either. I was like, I might as well. Might as well root for a. Uh, Christian Kershaw, since he went to high school with Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's funny. Just coming up with it. I know. I was always like, well, I, I guess I'll root for the Cubs because they're the ultimate underdog. And now they've won. I'm like, well, I can't root for the Cubs anymore because I never went all in before they won. <laughs> so. That's why you got to get on the Lions bandwagon, baby. <laughs> hey, I've, I've got it pretty bad at the Jags. So. Hey, it's not, not that, not for not that bad. They're an expansion team, baby. Not that bad. Better than 19, the Saints. 1957, dude. I was about Not, to say you both suck. 1957 since the Lions won. The Lions haven't won I mean, a championship game since there wasn't a Super Bowl. So it's fine. Our teams our teams have not won a Super Bowl, but our teams have also not put bounties on other players. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Shut That's up. <laughs> At least we win games. Well, hey, we not anymore. Not, not not now that you guys have Taysom, Taysom Hill and uh, what's his name? Jameis Winston. James Winston. Yeah, I I think I still think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, well, I'm sure they will. Don't tell Chris. I'm sure they will be. But. Taysom Hill is like very versatile. Well, what like, about uh? Be awesome. What about uh the Josh Hill retiring after he signed with the Lions? Oh, he did. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, he signed. I didn't with, know he did that. Yeah, he signed with the Lions. Gave a press conference in which he was really sad, and then retired like five minutes later. Weird. Huh. Yeah. I wonder something must have. He happened. Well, and it's because he was, you know, he's like however old he is, and he has roots in New Orleans now, and that's all it was. He wanted. He, he I mean, that kind of that makes I mean, sense because he was in New Orleans for a while. Yeah. It's he fine. wasn't going to get a ton of time. Well, he was going to be our number. He was going to be our number two tight end. We just had to sign Darren yeah. Fells, yeah. Who we 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 re-signed Darren Fells. He was on the Lions before, but yeah. I get yeah. That's interesting. Because because Dan Campbell was the tight ends coach for New Orleans, you know. So, and the uh, assistant head coach, and we signed him. So, jeez, yeah. That's that's crazy. Um, Kristen. Uh, knows Josh Hill. Yeah, I knew him. I know. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was so excited when he signed. Okay. I was, well, now that we're being broadcast everywhere, I have to clarify. <laughs> I knew him in high school. He was a year older than me, and he was really nice and a cool guy. Well, and I, I was so excited. I was like, oh man, there's somebody from my hometown on my favorite team. Somebody from my current hometown. On my favorite team because we have Jalen Reeves Maven who went to Northwest here in Clarksville, and then we have, oh, wow. and then we had Josh Hale who went, who was in Blackfoot. Both my hometowns were on the same team. On my favorite team, I was, I was like, this is the year. This is the year we're gonna go five and seven. This is the year Our, we go five and seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was pretty awesome being able to watch Josh Hale play because I had watched him in high school too because I was on yearbook committee and stuff. And we had to, like, report on that stuff. I got to see him play basketball. Like, it was all cool. And, like, we knew he was going to go, you know, do things awesome. 
And so it was really cool being able to see someone who was from your hometown be on, yeah, like a national team. Well, Taysom like, awesome. too from Pocatello. Oh yeah, Taysom. Yep, Taysom too. Yeah, but Taysom's not gonna do anything. It's, yes, he is. Shut up. It's a Jason. <laughs> it's a Jason. It's a Winston show. I think it's gonna be Jameis too, but yeah. Taysom's looked good. He's looked way better than I expected. So, but he hasn't. He hasn't like thrown passes. He's like. He played pretty good yes, in those couple has. games he played yeah, this he past has. season. He like was there, but he didn't like his passing numbers weren't very like. It wasn't anything know. impressive. Kellen Anyways, Kellen Morris threw for like five hundred yards and then podcast, got turned into a podcast. coach. So we gotta. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's so get back over there. Let's get back okay. over. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to keep this at about our usual two hour running time, we might just want to hit on some notes. Yeah, we kind of gotta, we gotta kind of get hurry. <laughs> so, um, the after the wedding, Karen going to the hostess party and she's like seeing all these things about it. I love the next scene where she has cops coming, serving a warrant, and she's like, "Yeah, come on in, guys. Do you want some coffee?" And she, her narration, she's like, "This other wife would spit on the floor," and she's like, "She spit well, on her own floor. I never understood that." That's not the next scene, because my next note is about her living with her parents still. Oh, yeah. I guess you could talk about that. That was annoying to me. You can go ahead. That was just I just wanted to talk about that. Like, you have no, all this ahead. money. Why are you living with your parents still? That's it. That's my only note. Well, it sounds That's like it. it was her choice for some reason. No. She said he couldn't afford to live. He wouldn't, he wouldn't get a new apartment. Oh, okay. That's what she says. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. I was like, "Why?" Because her parents were annoyed. It made no yeah. sense. Yeah. Um. So after the the warrant scene too, I love the all the like family style photos they have. Yeah. With everyone, and you could tell it was taken with like a Polaroid camera too. So it looks. <laughs> aw- they look awesome. <laughs> um, and it's all it's them just doing playing cards, posing together. Like, it's fun. They're um, just hanging out, living their life. And then you have that that other scene that does show kind of like she re- she likes that power because he's about to leave for the morning, Henry is, and Karen's like, hey, yeah, I wanted to go shopping. And, you know, he gives her the money. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I need this much money and holds her fingers up. Holds her fingers up, he gives up, her the yeah. money and, you know, to show her, like, gratitude for this power i guess she like gives him a blowjob in the kitchen yeah that's what i needed to start doing give blowjobs in the kitchen yeah (laughs) get lots of get get sacks of cash for (laughs) blowjobs i gotta start doing it for free (laughs) um oh i wrote to i was like oh i forgot how how great de niro when he does his De Niro face when he scrunches it. <laughs> so when he's talking to Billy, he's like, hey, come on, you were being rude too. And he's doing his De Niro face. And <laughs> it's just um, fun. I remember me and Lance used to do, I can't remember if we did the De Niro or the Nicholson, but we would walk around at Dollar General and do little steps and do the face. I'm pretty sure it was De Niro, but I can't remember. That's funny. Oh, God. Lance being on the Filmoscopy podcast, and shout out to him because I know he'll listen to this. Uh, yeah. 
So how about um, they kill Billy then at that scene? Yeah. And they're like, let's we'll stop by my mother's house and get a shovel. And you it's know, so the, funny. They go inside the house and they're like, she's got a shovel somewhere in here. I <laughs> like, know. Why would she have a shovel like, in the house? And she's just <laughs> awake. She's like, hey, guys. I know. <laughs> I got like, dinner I got, prepared. You guys got to eat. <laughs> It's and probably so, like 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's got some good food, too, for yeah. him. Yeah, she does. And then I love, she's like, I got, let me show you guys my painting. And she just reaches And she down. has it at the ready. She's <laughs> yeah. just like, look, like, look at it. Okay, <laughs> one thing I want to like talk about that scene, bottled ketchup. Like, I saw friggin' um, Jimmy use it. And he, like, it just... <laughs> God, I want to use bottled ketchup again because it's so delicious. It tastes so different than regular plastic bottled ketchup or packet ketchup. It's it's classic and I, it's delicious. I missed that. I didn't see him banging on the bottle. Yeah. I don't. Did they do that? Did they bang on the bottle? I don't think he banged on I it. Think I think it's kind of like. That's the only way like, I know if it's glass ketchup is that you have to bang <laughs> on the bottle. I don't think it's. I don't think he did that. It was something else he did. I think he like, like blowjob. Blow yeah. He gave a blowjob to the ketchup bottle. <laughs> so, let me talk about that painting too a little bit. I like that, and I feel like it's it. It might be a metaphor for the movie, but I can't tell if it's just that or if it's just a joke. But she says, um, "I like this one." It, one dog goes this way and the other one goes that way. And uh, and then she says, or I'm pretty sure she says, but she's like, and then this guy's saying, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> but the two dogs, I feel like, is a metaphor that's for somehow, I don't know. Of like Henry and Jimmy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Jimmy gets pretty intense in this yeah. movie. And well, Henry goes... Away from the mob and then trying to do his own thing. So, yeah. Um, so, so that after they, they kill bats, the next note that I have. Well, they went to his mom's house and then they go bury him, right? Yeah. And then ha- all the red light so much around yeah. the, the killing and digging with him. It's interesting. Um, you've also got. Uh, Jimmy going, you know, out on, um, out on the town with his girlfriend too, and you know, at the Copa, Fridays are for girlfriends and Saturdays are for wives, and it's just like this is the way the mob does things. Like you have to have girlfriend, your girlfriend, you have to have a wife. It's it's um interesting how strict things are in that respect. Well, and then I found it interesting when uh. Henry obviously has a girlfriend, and Henry's girlfriend has a has a nice apartment. But when he got married, they live with their parents still. But whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, by then too, they have a really nice house. Yeah, and they can let the cops come in, and she will not spit on the floor. She'll let them come in. Um, she spit on her own floor. I never understood that. <laughs> <laughs> She's a logical lady. My next note <laughs> is about them unburying Pats. They had to unbury oh, yeah. him. What do they do with the body after that? They probably spread you, it around. You put it or in something. buckets and you like get the chemicals and it dissolves, right? 
Yeah, what are these? I can't Breaking remember. Bad. <laughs> yeah, like Breaking Bats. I watched Mythbusters, and that is false. Aw, oh, damn. How about stabbing a guy with a giant butcher knife from your mom's house? <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what they do with him. They don't really say. They probably spread yeah. his body parts around or something. It just like uh, based on all the true true crime true crime podcasts I listen to, if you bury somebody in the forest in like New Jersey, New York, they ain't getting found. I mean, even I'm listening to one now. Even bury somebody in Utah, they're not gonna find. They ain't it. getting found. So um, I don't know. It was an interesting decision, I guess. Um. Let's talk about the we mentioned a little bit but the sh- scenes with Spider. Yeah. I like he's like why don't you dance for me cuz he's not getting yeah. his drink and he's like what? this is like the Oklahoma Oklahoma or, kid, yeah. Yeah, That's the the Bogart movie. Yeah. You know who he was kind of acting like? Huh. Billy Bats. That's who Tommy was acting totally. like. Totally. Exactly. Like he was putting Spider through the ringer and it's like It's just Tommy doesn't know how to deal with any not even actual disrespect but even an idea of disrespect like mm-hmm. you look at him the wrong way you th- like if you even look you, call, he, you say he's funny like yeah you if he thinks that you're looking at him funny he's gonna kill you it's that simple he's a bad guy and then so he kill. he ends up shooting him and killing him and i love he's like why would you shoot him or how could you do that and he's like well, a pretty good shot. <laughs> and he's like, well, how could you miss from this distance? <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. I, uh, uh, did I already mention that, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Pesci? Pesci? Um, mm-hmm. he was the a little, guy from Home Alone. Yeah, the guy from Home Alone. He, uh, <laughs> he was, like, uncomfortable with that scene. And it, like, yeah, took him a little while to, that. okay. Um, I also like when he tells, or not he, but Polly, you know, Karen's going a little crazy with the girlfriend stuff. She doesn't know what to do about it. And Polly's like, you gotta go, you gotta go back to her. You yeah. Guys, because like, yeah, Henry it's, it's walks out on her. Too difficult. Yeah. yeah. Because she pulls that gun on him. Like right. It's like, I can't do this. Like, you know, and then she changes her mind and they, they and say like, he walks she, out on her. Paulia says, you know, she'll kill him, but she won't divorce him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then remember when that happened, I looked over at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she, they're like, she'll kill him before she divorces you. Like, she'll kill you. <laughs> well, story be told, she divorced him first. So. That's true. But after they got out of the mob scene and stuff. Yeah. And then he got $480,000. So who's the fool now, Karen? Um, I love the scene when they go to the zoo and they uh, act like they're gonna feed that guy to the lions. Oh yeah, Yeah. he really freaked out. So they must do that around here. (laughs) 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 Um, But that that guy's sister is like works for the FBI, so they get busted, and that's what gets him sent to prison. And man, my favorite scene in the whole movie is when they're in prison and they're cooking the food. Yes, that that was my my. I mentioned the other one earlier, and I was like, then I have another favorite scene. That's this one. I don't know like, why. Dinner is so important. Like, I have no it's idea like, why I like it. 
there's so much care being yeah. taken. I mean, yeah, he's like chopping the garlic with a razor yeah. blade. You know, because he says that it like melts with the oil in the pan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, maybe I should start cooking. <laughs> well, that's there's... that one spaghetti dish I make. I have to thinly slice the garlic and I can oh, never, po- I don't yeah. ever get it anywhere close to that. Because you got to <laughs> use a razor blade. I guess so. <laughs> Um, right before that scene though i love the part when they have like a goodbye party for them and then he gets in like the cat the car and he's like now take me to jail oh yeah (laughs) it's like even it just shows like even going to jail they still are on on top and then the cooking scene shows it even more and then during that scene it also shows that henry starts stealing at that point yeah He's well, getting his own game going on. And the whole reason that happens is because he has, uh, he has, what's her face? His parents put their house on mortgage so they can no, pay his bail. That's later. Oh, is it? Oh, is that later? That's uh, that when now. he gets arrested for the cocaine and stuff. Oh, I thought that was now. Okay. Um, so, no, he has to, he's, in, he's in prison for, he has a 10 year sentence and he ends up serving four, I think, four years of it. Um, but yeah, he's dealing the drugs, and I love in that scene with, with the cooking scene. He's got that Adidas tracksuit on. <laughs> it's just great. You better be careful. I might buy you an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, I know we mentioned on the Days and Confused podcast. Kristen did get me a black Adidas shirt because I mentioned that was, like, was like sheer coincidence. I was at TJ Maxx. I was like, I'm gonna buy him a shirt. <laughs> And I happened to find, I found a gray one first, and then I was like, I wonder if they have a black one. And I kept looking through the racks. They had a freaking black one, so I was like, I have to get this for him. That's funny. Yeah, that was great. Um, So, yeah, he's dealing drugs. Uh, Then you have Karen showing up and still, still being mad the girlfriend came to visit Henry. And she just, like, is throwing out, like, you want her? You, she can come smuggle this stuff in. She can talk to these people for I you. I mean, yeah. I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. It's like, you're still seeing her? And then I'm doing all this work? Right. I don't think so. Like, if you want to see her, make her do some of the work. Yeah. And he makes a good point. He's not, he can't control who visits him. I mean, <laughs> well, that's he could true. tell her to stop <laughs> visiting him. Yeah. But will that make her, but... She can still come if she wants to, even if he tells her not to. That's what she said. Wait, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, you so you've got Henry starting to dabble in the coke and stuff, and then this is where you start to you see start to see the effects it's taken on him, and you know, and he like he ends up dealing behind Polly's back, mm-hmm. like because Polly told him when he got out, stop it, like yep. stop doing that, like I know you're doing it, stop. And what does he keep doing? He freaking keeps keeps stealing. <laughs> that Pittsburgh connection, baby. Yeah. Yep. And how about the house that Karen is in? Like it shows, like the gangsters, like they don't take care of anybody unless they're doing something for them. Yeah, and Henry even told her he's like, while someone's in prison, nobody helps you. Like we're on You're our, on our own. own. Yeah. So she's living in like a studio house. I mean, it's a house, but it's like a studio, really. Yeah, because of their bedrooms are and kitchen are all together. They talk about uh selling things and how to make the money and all you need to do is this and this and this and you can be okay and yeah. Um, 
how about that? And then, you know, they do make some money doing the Pittsburgh connection stuff in that 80s, that complete 80s apartment they get, they move into. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is like, it's almost Scarface level 80s, but not as rich. <laughs> so then we get to that next, the Lufthansa heist? Lufthansa. 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 Okay. Lufthansa. Yeah. LF. L-U-F-T-H-A-N-S-A. Lufthansa. So they pull off this... H-E-I-S-T. Heist. What? <laughs> oh, H. Um, so... <laughs> U-M-S-O. <laughs> they, pull it, they pull off this heist that Henry's not really involved in, but it brings so much money and really... Um, it moves along the story because Jimmy killing people, you know? But I love... After the heist, and they're all like celebrating Christmas time at that bar, and it yeah. like pan pans over the women, and um, he's talking about, or she's talking about Tom, and he's like, "Gosh, if I even look at someone else, he'll kill me." And another girl's like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Oh, I like at the party where they're like, uh, where he's like, "Don't buy anything expensive." Jimmy is, and. The pink, the pink court, the pink, uh, Cadillac, Cadillac, and then the fork, the furco, and it's just so funny. Yeah. Well, and then even, I mean, Henry gets some money and he goes and buys, he's like, the, most, the most expensive, expensive tree they had. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the white Christmas tree, which I'm sure was pretty expensive in the eighties. Um, and then he has those fabric ornaments on it. Do you remember? Like, yeah. Those, oh my God. I wrote that down too. I was like, Oh, what a throwback. Yeah. You know, yeah, my family you had red ones. They had red ones, and I used to love those and put those up. I kind of want some now that we're just talking about it. I didn't <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I kind of do now too. I I don't uh, I don't disagree. <laughs> um, yeah. Then you have Jimmy's getting everybody killed. So then you have that scene with the uh, what's his name Morris. The no the oh the guy who's supposed to dispose of the truck. Strikes. Uh, the, oh, the black guy. Yeah, I Sa- can't remember his name. Sacks. So, is it Stacks? No, it's something I'm sure. else. I'm pretty sure it's Stacks. Stacks. I can't remember his yeah. name. Anyway, so he's supposed to get rid of the truck. He doesn't now. do it. So Tommy and uh, Tommy and Frankie go to kill him, and uh, um, so he's like, "You guys want some coffee?" And so they start making some coffee. And then Tommy shoots Stax or whatever his name is. And then he's like, Tommy tells Frank, he's like, you know what? Make that coffee to go. And so he goes to take the coffee. <laughs> and he's, Tommy's like, no, I'm just joking, man. Don't bring that coffee. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's, it's funny. That Frankie guy is funny. Frankie. Yeah. Frankie cracked me up. He's in another movie, too, that I like. I can't remember, though. So the scene when they kill Maury, they... You know, bring what? More- Wait, stop! Wait, I just looked up the IMDb cast of. Uh-huh. It says that Stax Edwards was Samuel L. Jackson. Really? What? Yeah, it says it. It says it. Like seriously, I'm gonna have to rewatch this movie. This. Stax Edwards. Wow, I gotta rewatch this now. That is crazy. I did not catch that. Oh my god, yeah. 
You have to rewatch it. You have to rewatch that part at yep, least. Yep, it's in. The, it's on the Wikipedia too, so that checks out. How funny! Wow, I had no idea. I recognized. I did recognize, which is I couldn't recognize Samuel Jackson, but when Henry goes to the doctor, you know, when he picks up his uh, his brother, and the doctor's like, "Ah, let me check you out." I was like, "Hey, that's that guy from The Wire." Um, oh my god! The one guy who's like always like shit. <laughs> and sure enough, it, I'm looking at the cast listing now. It is that guy. <laughs> so I got that right, but I didn't recognize Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. Um, so anyway, though, when they kill Maury, Mor- is it, it's Maury, right? Maury's yeah, wigs, Maury. yeah. They yeah. kill him in the car, and then, um, you know, Jimmy gets out. He's like, you know what? Go uh, chop this guy up or whatever. And then Tommy's like, you heard him. Go Go do this, and fr- fr- he, Frankie's like about to get out of the car. He's like, "Not here, you dizzy motherfucker!" Well, <laughs> and with that, I didn't, I didn't understand why Marty wasn't getting his money. Like Marty was part but, of it, right? Well, yeah, because they didn't want to cut him in because he was annoying Jimmy. Yeah, thing. it's just so funny that like just because you're annoying somebody, you don't get, you don't get, you don't get your part. I think, I think Jimmy. Well, they were gonna have to give. Maury, I probably a good chunk of money too, because he was the one who brought the stuff, the info to him. Yeah, so I think that's why Jimmy started like knocking off everybody he because keep he all didn't want to cut them in. Yeah, yeah. So like, and, and they started knocking off everybody off at that end. They kill Frankie too, and he's in. I the... know. <laughs> I was so sad about that part this time because I forgot he gets killed, and I like liked him so much, and then. <laughs> He says that freaking freezer truck. And I was like, oh my God, like they killed Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Took him two days to defrost him for the autopsy. Ah, uh, poor Frankie. And then you've got the scene after all that. Oh, which, sorry, by the way, I was just looking through IMDb. That actor who plays Frankie Carbone, mm-hmm. he is the brother in law in The Wedding Singer. Because you know how Adam Sandler's character is living with his sister? He lives in the basement. His yeah. brother-in-law is watering the lawn. And then, like, he says something to Adam Sandler. And he's like, oh, shit, I got water all over me. Or something like that. It's that same guy. <laughs> wow. That's I'm where I remember this guy him up from. Now. He, his life in the early 1960s when he was the driver and bodyguard for the black classical pianist Don Shirley was dramatized in the 2018 film Green Book. Wow. He, that's that same that actor is that guy <laughs> that wow. movie's based on. That's crazy. That Viggo Mortensen plays. Wow. Oh, I thought you said Viggo Mortensen. I did. Wait. Oh. That Viggo Mortensen <laughs> plays him. I thought you meant he played. I thought you were. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then you have Tommy. He thinks he's gonna be made, and I I like the line. So it finally explains what a good fella is, because they're talking about like. We can never be made. We're just a, a wise guy, a good fella. You know, you're going to like this guy. He's a good fella. And it just became a good fella, you know, a term. But Tommy gets killed for killing Billy Bats, you know. Yeah. <laughs> My note on this is Tommy being made, period. Just kidding, comma, he's killed. <laughs> <laughs> JK. And he even knew it. Like in that scene, I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but he like walked into that room and he saw that nobody was there, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And yeah. then he gets shot. Yeah, and they sh- they're like, they shot him in the face, so he couldn't even have an open casket. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at um, the IMDb. It says um, one of these. It says Vinny. Who's Vinny? Do you guys? Hey, Vinny. Who Vinny is? 
But it says my cousin Vinny. I don't know who Vinny is. Is he related to Martin Scorsese? Probably. Oh, he's the guy like bake, like cooking in the jail scene. Oh, that older guy. Yeah. Was yeah, he in that he's scene the, he's with... Martin's dad. Oh, wow, that, that's cool. That is cool. Um, okay, from here we get into the the final kind of act where Henry is seeing the helicopters everywhere. Yeah, he's paranoid as hell. He's like, he's looking for someone. He's looking, looking for, for someone. someone looking, looking for someone. someone. Helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and shout uh, out to our favorite one of our favorite podcasts yeah freedom and then in my notes i have here is that doctor the guy from the wire <laughs> oh God. so i forgot to look at that but it is um so <laughs> i was right um and then you have and i even wrote here like hen the way henry's narrating it feels more like jittery and paranoid and stuff yeah, and then yeah I, I wrote the film is shot too i wrote the paranoia is real it reminds me i used to work with this guy and he was just a really weird guy but he would say he's like just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you <laughs> and it's like that's true with henry in this scene in my head yeah <laughs> it's like he is paranoid but he wasn't wrong um this whole I I did excuse me did right here I was like this whole section I feel like I'm on coke. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty intense. You know what it felt like? It fucking felt like that one movie we watched. Um, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one. Seriously, I felt like I was on drugs during that whole movie. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to pick that movie. Please oh don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if I could ever watch that again. Yeah, That's the I first movie I've watched where I'm like, I don't even remember what I told Kristen. I think I put it in my notes on Letterboxd. But I, I was like, at that movie, I don't. I feel like I can't go to sleep tonight. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that you were talking about it. Yeah, I kind of felt like that. Like I have like anxiety and stuff, and it really like yeah, like I don't really have anxiety, but like, that movie high when that happened. Dang. That's how I felt after Uncut Gems, but uh, oh, I watched I might this movie. Pick that at, movie at some point. I watched this movie at eight a.m., so I've slept fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Henry going all over the place, like I and you know, he's like the whole time he's like, I need to cook this food. We need to stir the sauce, and so it's just it's crazy. Yeah, he's got his and brother in the wheelchair watching the sauce. Don't let it burn. Yeah. Don't call from the house phone. <laughs> and then she does it. And then he's, she's like, I, I can't fly to this package to Pittsburgh without my lucky hat. I got to have my lucky hat. I wish her, her lucky, I wish her lucky hat was a, uh, was one of the, like, what, what is it called? The Abraham Lincoln's kind of hat. Oh, a stove pot. Pipe, a pu- stove oh, pipe. Stove pipe. Yeah. yeah. I wish that was her hat. That would be hilarious. They don't. They don't get out of the driveway. The cops are there, and they've been on him for a while. Yeah. And they don't like find a month. Didn't he say? Yeah, something like that. And they 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 arrest everybody that night. Mhm. And Karen, 
Um, flushes, flushes all the drugs down the toilet, and I'm like, damn, she's smart. And then Henry gets pissed, but it's just because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean. They totally would have found it because he put it in the in like, cabinet. kitchen cabinet. Yeah. 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 They would have totally found it. No chance. That's this is the part because he's in prison he, or he's in jail, but he's not in prison. He hasn't been sentenced yet. This is the part when Karen has to convince her parents to put their house up um, for collateral to to get him out. Yeah, got it. And then he like immediately goes and talks to Polly because he like knows like I yeah. need to fix this with Polly because I was doing this behind his back. He told me to stop it. I didn't. So he goes and talks to him, and Polly gives him what did he say like. Thirty-two hundred dollars or something like that. Something like this that. Scene, yeah. And Paul even says like you're bra- you broke my heart. And what like yeah. watching this scene, like I honestly f- like I felt like I, my heart was breaking. Mine too. I know, me too. Yeah, like like Paulie, it broke him to like because he's like now I have to turn my back on you. Yeah. Like, and he's known him. He's like a kid. Yeah, yeah like exactly. he knew him for all that time, and then he just messed up and he couldn't but i mean he can't take the risk of having him involved in anything Mm -hmm. he's got so much heat um and then you know they haven't decided what to do yet jimmy's or or henry's trying to work things over with tommy and then you have the scene where um karen it is karen right now yeah karen yeah goes to talk to talk to jimmy jimmy and then the scene where Jimmy's like, oh, go down, down the way, pick out um, some furniture. We have some. And then oh, that man. whole, yeah, that the whole walk thing. and then looking into the store like that, it, that scene legitimately scares me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's like she knew like it. Yeah. She's going to get like, killed. She even like in the, the scene after that, she's like, I was, I'm just scared. Like I got scared, you know, and it's because she knew that Jimmy was going to whack her. Like, yeah. Just go in that store right there. Just go in. Because he even, like, Jimmy, like, I picked up on this, like, when he was about to whack Maury. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, what's he saying? Like, what are they asking? You know, like, he asked that to Henry, and then he does it to Karen. He's like, oh, what are they asking him? What are the questions? You know, like, who did he say anybody's involved? You know? Yeah. And that's the next scene. I'm pretty sure it's the next scene, or it might be earlier in the movie. But when they're talking about, you know, like, if you're about to be killed, everybody is the nicest to you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're never, like, standoffish or anything where you feel like you're on the outs. They are probably nicer than they ever have been <laughs> to you. Um, so then the scene, I like, um, Henry's like, I got there early, you know, to. Oh, when he goes to meet Jimmy yeah, at to the meet diner. Jimmy, and Jimmy yeah. was already there. Um, and then Henry has no choice. He decides to rat everybody out, go to witness protection. Yeah, it's because so. Jimmy asked him, was like, hey, I got this job in Florida. Could you go down yeah. he was with like, whoever? He was going to get killed no matter yeah. if he stayed yep. out, if he beat the trial or went to prison. Yeah, Henry was like, I knew if I went to Florida, I wasn't coming back alive. Like, And he talked about like... If I like, they can kill me in prison too. Like probably easier here. Mm-hmm. So he had nowhere safe to go, and so he rats everybody out. Goes into witness protection. He names the people in the court, and I love the last scene 
when it's showing him in the suburbs and he's like now i'm just a regular old schnook and you can just he's so bummed yeah he lost his dream of being a gangster it's over now it's gonna be a sad life after living that you know boring and doing nothing well and then he ends up getting arrested for something else later in life and trafficking yeah drug trafficking like he can't get it he can't stay away from it and that's uh that's the film so i know we picked an intense one um but it was we also uh, picked a very long movie <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't help myself i had to pick a film from 1990 and there wasn't a ton of ton of movies I saw in '90 that I loved, and I loved this movie, so I wanted to jump into it, and uh, it was a good time. So I'll I can kind of recap my feelings because I know I've I picked this movie because I love it. I gave I give it five stars on the old letterbox rating, five out of five. Um, it's just such a great portrayal of that story of somebody somebody's rise and fall. Um, which is always a, it's always a great story. Breaking Bad has it. The Godfather movies have it. Um, Goodfellas, it's, it's just classic. So I love this one. It's my favorite Scorsese film I've seen. Granted, there's a, too many Scorsese movies I've yet to see, but this is my favorite one I've seen so far. I gave it five stars. I, uh, my review is basically, hey, I watched this at 8 in the morning. It was a great way to start my day. <laughs> let's uh, let's do cocaine and be in a mob. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't be a rat. Don't be a rat. Yeah. Yeah, dude's a fucking rat, first of all. Second of all, rat. He's <laughs> like, I don't know anything about being a rat. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that life. I'm... I'm true to my boys, baby. But uh, that's that guy over there. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> For real, though, he did all the shit. But I ain't yeah. no rat. Uh, well, I also gave it five stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of mobster movies. They're not one of my genres of movies I like to watch. But this one definitely, like we explained before, it captured my interest and I got sucked into the movie. Um, I think it's it's really interesting, like telling the story of like how a kid wanted to be a mobster. He did it. And then like his rise and fall. Um, I also like the point of view where it talks about Karen being attracted to him and she gets sucked into it. And because it's it's easy to get attracted to like toxicity. Like yeah, that's like being attracted to. It seems enticing. Yeah, yeah, but then you go through that life and you realize what you're doing, and if you're I lucky mean, enough like, to, yeah, like they ended up breaking up in the end, and still, it was just it was overall just like a good a great movie. Like this is one of my favorites. Yeah, that awesome. I, I enjoy that. I love that, but that makes zero sense to me. Makes no sense to me. Why would, why would you ever be attracted to that toxic, toxicity? No. Bad. Not You've even. never been attracted to toxicity, Jacob? No. I'm trying to improve my life. 
I'm trying to make okay, make my life past, better. Like I'm talking about. Okay, so I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh oh. Like, you might have to cut this. In my life, I have been attracted to toxic people in my life. You know, because it was exciting. It was oh, fun. That's... Everything like that. But then now, like you think about it, you look back and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Like obviously that wasn't working. You know, like what the hell? And that's exactly what Karen, like, Karen went through. Like, she was attracted to him because of the power he held. Like, everybody was there for you. You didn't have to want for anything. Everybody helped you. But then she also had to deal with the fact that Henry had other girls he was seeing. Henry was doing all this and that. He was getting arrested. All that shit. She went through that. Like, that. And But she still found him attractive because of that power that he held. And she didn't have to ever want for anything until the end. And then it was too much for her to deal with. Yeah, that's dumb. Be your own person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the simple way, but not everybody learns that way. It's because everybody's dumb. Jacob, you've never yeah. had a relationship where you, it was toxic? No. I, uh, if I, I had... A relationship that was toxic that I didn't know was toxic until it was toxic and then I like left it. I was done. No, I don't want that. Get out of here. Hey, I don't. You don't have to be a Karen and stay with it, but that doesn't mean no. <laughs> a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Karen. <laughs> um. So um, I will say. I mean, I've had a toxic relationship that I uh, should have left when I did, and then I didn't, and then. Uh, put put it in that person's hands who then ruined it for me. So I've been in there, so I get it. Yeah, that wraps up our theme of films set in the year you were born. And uh, Kristen is up next to select a theme and a film. Okay, so I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out what to choose for this. I know a movie, like, I've taken advice from you, Alex, like, last time you said, choose a movie you want to watch, and then choose a theme. So, I want to watch The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, because that's one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's a musical. This is the kind of movie you probably know by (laughs) title or by watching it. Yeah, exactly. Or by not at all. What is it called? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best little whorehouse in Texas. The way they they like the G rated or not G rated, but PG rated, like the way they put them on like syndicated and stuff, is the best. What is it? The best chicken house in Texas or something like that. Uh, hen house maybe. Hen house, yeah, or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but they they advertise it that way. But it was originally called the best little whorehouse in Texas. Who's in this film? Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds are the stars. Interesting. That's awesome. So I was running through my mind trying to figure out how this, how I could work a theme into this. So the first one I thought of was uh, Dolly Parton movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Burt Reynolds movies. And then I was telling Alex, uh, movies where the, the lead has a fabulous mustache. <laughs> <laughs> But I eventually, Alex helped me come to this conclusion where it's films where a musician stars 
in the leading role. An A leading role, right? Yeah, in a leading role. So, like, Dolly Parton is a musician. She stars in the leading role. So, movies with a musician starring in a leading role. All right, I'm going to have to think of something, because the only movie that came to mind immediately was A Star is Born, starring Lady Gaga, and I don't so, want to watch that, so... I know, I know I'm know. i after Kristen, and I've already got my film picked, if we want to announce it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, because mine's the best little whorehouse in Texas. All right, all right. So my film choice, I've never seen it, and it's on my watch list, is Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. Oh, Oh, shit. I've been wanting to watch that. All right. That's a good one. All right. Okay, well, the next movie is The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, then. Awesome. I've never seen it. I know Kristen loves it, but I've never watched it. So. Oh, my God. I love the movie. I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> oh, we'll have to, have to find out where it's streaming so we can watch it. Okay. Wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a preview. Ready? Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on our souls. It's <laughs> <laughs> a preview. I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> I'll visit the whorehouse in Texas. awesome guys this has been a fun episode i know we uh got deep on some stuff uh but it's been it's been a great time talking about one of my favorite movies so i'm looking forward to next week and uh you can don't forget rate review follow us if you've listened this far we are on twitter at i'll take three podcast that's at i-l-l take the number three podcast i'm also on twitter at ill take three at ill take three <laughs> that's true and then i'm also on twitter at alex expressed oh i'm at uh at i am kristen one right mm-hmm. <laughs> every freaking episode i do this i'm like right <laughs> and i am uh at jake oh wait what's my name um at miss <laughs> at Mr. Jake Duke at Mr. Yeah, Duke. thank you, Mr. Jake Duke. Mr. <laughs> Jake Duke, I forgot. Are you Eminem? I was about to change. He, he changed it. So <laughs> I was about to say I'm Jake Duke, but I was like, that's not right. <laughs> so Mr. Jake Duke on Twitter. Okay, awesome guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.